Ho, ho, ho. Guess who's back? Your favorite Manifestation Queen podcast host here. I'm Cassie McKenzie. And I have a super big stocking stuffer for you today. All right. We all know that the Christmas shopping season is upon us or whether you celebrate Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever it is that you guys celebrate for your holiday season. Of course you could use some extra wealth, right? Of course you could use some extra money. And I am here with this episode for this week featuring one of my favorite um, psychic business coaches ever, Miss Rosie Victoria. So if you are new to the Manifestation Queen podcast, then you might not have heard of my event that I hosted in the Abundant Soul Social Club back in September called The Manifestable. And I literally am about to change the name of this podcast to the most aligned thing that I could possibly, you know, have had hit me flat upside the head. But before I do that, this manifestival was all about whether is life being too woo for you? You know what I mean? Blending the woo with the do. If you are into spirituality and you're into manifestation, and you're a light worker, and you are now like hitting your spiritual awakening, and the people around you are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Then this is the place for you. Because you can talk about all kinds of weird shit and hear about it on my podcast, starting, you know, right around a few months ago. Anyway, I hosted the Manifestival and went sheer, like straight off of the woo wagon and, or I guess it's more of like a rocket, right? Out into outer space. Because I, instead of just talking about manifestation and business and just like NLP and all that kind of crap, we dove into more like even bigger spiritual concepts like the Akashic Records, like how your chakras and human design and gene keys all help you build wealth, right? So this episode today features Rosie Victoria. Rosie is actually... Um, one of my most favorite coaches out there. And she is a psychic business coach that helps women harness the relationship between their psychic body to activate wealth. And in my manifestival, Rosie actually came in to talk about how you build wealth through your energy centers and decoding the energy centers to activate wealth. So decoding the chakras to activate wealth within you. This is what this episode is all about today. I hope you enjoy it. If you love this episode, I invite you to join the Abundant Soul Social Club if you haven't already. Duh, that's the place to be. And go ahead and hit subscribe for this podcast. You can also leave a five-star rating or a review. I'd absolutely love it. So more cool people like you can find it. And um, I'm just going to, with all that, go ahead and start the podcast. Um... I also want to mention that I am starting a brand new mastermind that is starting in January. This is all about creating a sensual experience within your life to create more pleasure in your life or in your business as a light worker so that you can experience truckloads of abundance flowing to you on every given day. This is what this is all about, creating more abundance, a more abundant lifestyle within your life. And we're going to be all together for about six months. I'm so excited to be launching this. This is a fucking amazing like project that I've had 
on my mind and on my heart for a while, but I wasn't really quite sure how it was going to evolve. And then bam, I got the inspiration. So if you guys know me, then you know that that's exactly how I am. Anyway, go ahead and message me if you might be interested for the mastermind. There's only eight spots and I've been getting a lot of messages. So go ahead and shoot me a DM either on the Facebooks or on the Instagram at XO Cassie McKenzie. Love you guys. I look forward to seeing you later this week for your manifestation message. Talk to you soon. Bye. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. Welcome to the Manifestation Queen podcast, your filter-free and uncensored source for all things manifestation. I'm Cassie McKenzie, and I'm a manifestation expert. I'm here to raise your vibes and your cash flow. Listen, I've manifested everything from a beer, a six-figure salary, my husband, and homes, and more. And I am spilling everything I can on this podcast so you can learn how you can do the same. The more fun I have, the more manifestations appear, and the more money I make. So it's my obsession to show you how you can be, do, and have anything you want. So join the movement to raise your income and your impact on this world. Become a manifestation queen and create a life that feels like a vacation. Let's do the damn thing. So I'm super excited to be here today because we're going to be talking about decoding the energy centers to activate wealth with Miss Rosie Victoria. And I am so excited. So Rosie is a psychic business coach and she helps harness the relationship but she helps women harness a relationship with their psychic body to activate wealth. And we were talking about this before hopping on today. I'm so excited because this is going to be like such a fun topic. And I'm just going to let, um, introduce Rosie and let, allow her to introduce herself to tell us how did you realize that, or how did it come to you? Okay. Let me go back for a second. The first day in the manifestable, we were talking about Akashic records. And yesterday we were talking about your spirit guides, getting in touch with your spirit guides for inspiration and healing, like in life and business. And so this is perfect because at one point in your life, you realize, oh my God, I'm getting some crazy amounts of guidance I never had before. How did you realize that you have these psychic capabilities and that, you know, you could actually use them to help people through their business? Mm -hmm. Hi guys. So first of all, a massive thank you for having me here. This feels like a phenomenal group of women. So when it comes to my psychic gifts, I have been channeling since around the age of 14 and 14 was the first time that I opened myself up to my psychic energies. And in the beginning, it was very strange because I just felt like I was a really sensitive, very kind of paranoid really out there individual and I didn't understand what was happening to my body and for a lot of time I felt like I was almost going through this experience where I was struggling internally but what I realized is that I was allowing myself to misjudge my psychic gifts based on the way other people felt about spirituality felt about emotions and emotional responses and if you ask any of my parents they literally think I was the most sensitive child that there ever was because I would go so far into channeling other people that I would just find myself in this emotional overwhelm where I couldn't function. I didn't know where to place myself. And 
as I stepped into early adulthood, this came with a lot of confusion because it's almost like, am I connecting with spirit? Am I not? And you're almost like having this argument with yourself and thinking like, I am literally losing the plot. And for a long time, I lived in that energy of being really kind of crazy and chaotic and not knowing where I could plug myself because of the experience I was having with my psychic gifts. Until one day, I just felt like it was time to start sharing the message that was true to me. And it was time to kind of start experiencing this. So I began playing around with everything that I was channeling internally and just saying it out loud. And this was picking up on some crazy connections with spirit, my guides telling me things about other people. And it just literally began with, you know, I'd meet someone, I was like, hey, like I'm feeling this, I'm feeling that. And it instantly started to resonate with people. And I knew that there was this different side of that sensitive energy that actually was here to be spoken about and here to be communicative. And I think the one thing that holds us back from connecting with that psychic channel is feeling like we're a little bit of a fruit loop because it is confusing. <laughs> really confusing in the beginning and if I had listened to that I don't know where I would have been today because it was just sending me further and further and further away from my body mm-hmm. so I made it I was a massage therapist at the time and my gifts would really come out whilst I was massaging so I would be doing like little readings on the side from that and I decided it was time to kind of explore these gifts and see where they were meant to be taught see how they were going to help people And for me, I see a major, major link between wealth and the way that we make money and the way that we feel into money and our psychic gifts. Like the two of those things go hand in hand. If you can channel and connect with yourself, the way that you make money is going to become really, really easy and start to happen a little bit faster and start to happen in a little bit of an easier way. And to me, I realized that actually how can we teach money if we're not teaching connection? How can we teach psychic gifts if we're not teaching like wealth and the other side of that? Because being wealthy is not just financially, it's fulfillment, it's happiness, it's relationships. So what I aim to do is bring people into that journey of not just making cash and then being back in the same old feeling, but really bringing this like circle effect where everything in our life gets to interlink from our finances to our relationship, to our communication, to our social. And it's almost like everything is in this looped effect and we get the ring circling in all of these things so that we can be fully activated. And manifestation is no longer something that we slip in and out of. It's not something that we have to get into the mode of sitting an intention and manifesting it actually becomes this thing that's operating and happening every single day without us even realizing it yeah absolutely well i mean either way you slice it it's going to be happening all you know every day mm-hmm. whether you realize it but the question is are you manifesting things you want versus mm-hmm. wondering why all this shit you don't want keeps showing up right yeah. yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, okay, cool. So we were talking before coming on and I, I'd love for you to walk us through the different energy centers that we are connected with and connected to as humans and how that translates to wealth and, you know, like how we impact mm-hmm. our amount of wealth through that from what you yeah. So with psychic gifts, one of the things that people typically think of with psychic gifts is you are kind of channeling, you're downloading, you're sharing a reading or you're sharing a message. And we don't actually think of the different ways a psychic message or a psychic connection can be thrown off point. 
So what's happening is we're allowing ourselves to bring in this download, whether that be through hearing, whether it be through feeling, whether it be through, you know, seeing, we're getting this download. And then our body's like, what do I do with this? Do I reject it? Do I keep it? Do I like let it jigsaw piece inside of me and actually become a connection? And what usually happens is so many of us are having these like awareness trips every single day where our mind is like beaming in this really powerful work. But then as it starts to channel through our body, our human body has these different bodies that a lot of people don't know about that either locks in that psychic connection or rejects it away. Now, as you bring in that download, the first thing that we're going to go through is the emotional body. Okay. And the emotional body is the part of the human experience that is emotional, that is triggered, that has memories, that has all of these different life experiences that make us feel sensitized and make us really step into that emotional whirlwind. Now, why people can't always communicate their power and the vocalization of their message is because their emotional body is throwing it off track. And if you are somebody who's ever wrote content or ever shown up on video or ever done something in your business, a launch, an offer, and you felt like the message is really powerful, but something isn't happening when you throw it out into space, it could be that, yes, the message is powerful, but your emotional body is rejecting that message. So Mm -hmm. as you begin to communicate, as you begin to speak from your psychic gifts, from your soul essence, the emotional body can't resonate. It can't kind of gel with it. So what we have to look at is how we're being thrown off track from this emotional body, how we're literally rejecting it. And then we come through into the physical body. And this is kind of the final thing that either locks in the power or throws it away. And the physical body is the way we literally connect with our physical, our physical experiences, the things that we're doing on a day-to-day basis, the things that we're experiencing on a day-to-day basis. And the human body, you know, our physical vessel, our body is our physical vessel. And if you don't feel connected to your body, mm-hmm. this is going to kind of push back into your download so that your download kind of loses its ignite and it loses its flame because your human body can't kind of project it the way that you want to speak it. And the physical body is the way that we kind of feel into ourselves, the way that we nurture ourselves, the way that we connect ourselves, all of these things that we sometimes take for granted Mm -hmm. in the physical and we allow ourselves to think do you know what i'm not making money today but it's like do you even feel receptive today do you even feel receptive to your channel today and there's a lot that we can do to ignite our body into that receptive energy and allow our body to begin stimulating not just the channel but the almost after effect of the channel that is going to make the channel be seen and heard in our surrounding And one of the things that I work with strongly is the energy centers in the body, which are the chakras. Now, most of you guys are probably familiar with chakra work and kind of the connection of what each chakra means. But one thing that comes forward for me with chakras is often when we're going through healing practices or activations with our energy centers in the body, for a little while, we get the energy spinning and we get the energy spinning like clockwork and we begin to feel good for a little bit. But then sometimes when we've done the healing work and we've done the trauma work, it's almost like we're in limbo. Mm -hmm. We no longer feel connected with our former self, the version of us that was in victim or in fear or any of those things. But we don't yet quite feel like this version of us that is receiving abundance and bringing in everything that we desire. 
And this is usually linked to the coding and the identity of where you're kind of living in your energy. Because what happens is you have your old identity and you have your next generation identity. Now, your old identity has been through some shit. It's been through the trauma. It's been through the works. It's experienced life, right? Mm -hmm. And then your new identity is whoever you decide to be. Mm -hmm. You get to literally destroy any of your roots, destroy any of your background and create a person that actually resonates with you. And what I want you guys to ask yourself is if life, if surrounding hadn't programmed you who would you be today what would be the energy of you what would you wear like how would you show up how would you express yourself and this is like the highest possible energy that we can be in but a lot of people as they start to manifest they're like letting go of that former self but then as they're moving forward it's still not feeling like that new version it's still not feeling like they can sit comfortably with 50k in the bank account or it's still not feeling like clients are just coming in and like rolling one off the other it's still feeling like a stretch it's still feeling like a divide and this is usually that yes your channel has gone through the healing yes you've worked through the trauma yes you've worked through you know your victim energy or the things that have caused pain in your life but then your human body is still creating the action of that. It's still kind of living in the repeat of that. It's still doing the things that it knows how to do. Mm-hmm. And our chakras, what they do over time is they almost form this identity based on our former self because your chakra gets used to working in a certain way. Yeah. So then you take off the first layer and you literally allow yourself to kind of release the healing, release kind of the victim but then it's like now what like now what do we do and i'm sure you guys have experienced that where you've gone through healing and you're like well, what now like where do i go from here totally oh my god and this is usually we need to go into each individual chakra like allow ourselves to record the energy of that because your chakras also got comfortable with the old identity not just you like the energy centers in your body get comfortable with what you're feeding it every single day So we have to literally then go through and look at how do I recode this energy center into feeling into actually the new level and into the new identity. Oh my God. Yeah. Everything you've been saying, I'm just like, (laughs) yep, yep, yep. I actually um, just got off a call right before this um, that was at 11 with a friend who was doing, who was like, listen, your guides say that you need some inner child healing. So we like you're it like it things are coming up because of things that happened like when I was six years old that uh-huh. kind of got stirred up this past weekend with a family member. And so I didn't realize how much it was affected. Well, I, I realized like on a surface level, but like everything you're saying right now, I had to start laughing because I'm like, oh my God, like you are you're definitely psychic. You're in my head right now. <laughs> mind and then like they whatever I need to hear right now which I will I'll take I'll take it guys my my guides tell on me all the time as you know but anyway okay the throat chakra for example like like you were saying oh my god this makes so much sense like as you are like do you find that it's, it's kind of like this what I'm what I'm hearing you saying is that the chakras almost have like react by habit right you said Yeah. So what happens is you have the true chakra energy, which is like balanced and connected, but then you have 
this like imposter that is acting as the chakra because it thinks it knows what your balance is and it thinks it knows what your attunement is and we have to like fish out the the imposter and really get to the root energy of like how we're gonna receive that balance and I just want to give you a little bit of an example because I know this can be quite heavy so kind of take the root chakra for example because this is like the foundation which we build our life upon and literally establish that like empowerment and that connection with everything that we're doing now the root chakra is home to like safety and security and if you were doing healing work around the root chakra it might flag up that you have abandonment issues or that you have you know trust issues you've really struggled with you know creating security systems in your life Now, on a healing practice, what you're doing is you're working through your emotional response to that. So you've worked through all the emotions, but then you're left like, okay, I've let go of the emotions, but I just don't feel stimulated right now. I don't feel activated right now. So what we need to go into then is looking at the coding of the root chakra. So this would be asking ourselves, does my root chakra actually have the coding for safety and security? And if I was to break down, let's say finances, because I'm all about like making money and activating that juice. So let's go into finances. Are you living in the new identity of your balance or the old identity of your balance? And this would be, so your new identity, it's comfortable with having boundaries. It's comfortable with saying like, okay, I'm taking 20% out of my business this month. 80% is staying in the business part because actually... I am not in a position to be able to take out 100% this month. Mm -hmm. I'm going to allow myself to, rather than just winging my business, I'm going to really feel into a six-month plan that allows me to breathe. Because Mm -hmm. when we're winging it, how can our soul feel safe? How can our soul feel secure? And this doesn't mean that you have to plan every single thing that you're doing, but it means that you have to give yourself some level of, ah, like I can breathe now. Because what I find with a lot of people is they give me these goals, they give me these intentions, and I'm like, okay, so how are we going to get there? And then it's like a deer in headlights, like, I don't know, like, I literally have no idea. And what we need to do is literally make our foundation feel secure by breaking all of that down, like allowing ourselves to see rather than just running full steam ahead with this crazy, like, I don't care energy, I'm just going to do whatever in the moment. Mm -hmm. Is that actually a response to our old identity? Because our old identity responded that way because it was easy not to care. They were scared of, you know, the abandonment. They were scared of not being loved. They were scared of not being able to trust. So what they did is they kept responding in this old energy rather than allowing themselves to respond in the new energy to respond in, actually, I'm going to get my shit together. I'm going to systemize myself. I'm going to have everything in a way where I feel I can breathe. Mm -hmm. And when we look at our surface level, like one thing that I love is systems because this allows you to channel more, whether it be finances, home life, kids, systems allow you to breathe. Mm -hmm. If you don't have systems, you find yourself feeling like a hot mess because everything's interlinking into one. It's like, oh, my finances and my taxes coming and this and that. And you're like bouncing off each other. If you already have all of that in place, you can just show up. The rest of it is just about you being visible and you being seen. But if you don't have this in place, your root chakra starts to panic. So when you're channeling your message, this root chakra is like vibrating, like, ah, I don't know what to do like with this information. So yes, you're speaking, but the power isn't there because subconsciously this energy center is still thinking like, even if you make money, we don't know what we're doing with it. Even if you make money, we don't know what's coming next. We don't know what's going to make money next in your business. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like panicking. 
Whereas if you allow yourself to create this abundance, create this like system that just lets you breathe and show up and channel and have fun and be playful, that's where we're going to really start to create the magic because playful energy is what we desire. But sometimes we have to do the action work before we can get into the playful vibe. And this kind of, just because my guide's like throwing me into this message, this brings me to surrender because I feel like surrender is the most bullshit thing that anybody has ever taught here on this earth, right? And I know that's very out there because it's something that a lot of people teach is like surrender, let go. But that's easy because what you're doing is you're choosing to surrender into where you're at right now. You're choosing to surrender into having no clients, into being in a financial fund, surrendering into the lack. What would happen if you surrendered into actually, I know my power. I'm going to claim my power. I'm going to rise to my power. I'm going to show up. Imagine the shift in that. And this is where we're not surrendering into the old, but we're surrendering into everything that our body is available for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. You know, and even like, um, like I would feel like some people, if you're like an overthinker, then maybe you go back into like a crown chakra that just, Mm-hmm. defaults to the overthinking even though yeah. you're shifting your identity subconsciously mm-hmm. into somebody who you know gets down into their heart more you know what I mean it's just constantly just like ripping apart because what I've also found like for myself in the past and then in talking to other people like I'm not the only one but like you desire so much to move on to that next level but then you're so used to being like that safety that's in your story and you're so tied to that old version of you that it's almost sad letting go of them you're like are you gonna be okay if i'm not with you all this time and i step over here and i do greater things like what's that version of me gonna do you know and it's like an identity crisis because you can't like separate the two you know what i mean yeah and this is where we get to almost like Imagine literally destroying everything that you've built in your business, in your life, in everything, right? And just kind of piece together it all again. So what would happen if you went into your business right now and you looked at everything that you're creating and asked yourself how you can take that up a notch to your higher self? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I always say is get really clear on like, what does your higher self look like? Like, what is the vibe of your higher self? Like, who do you imagine yourself to be? So for me, I always feel like locked into my higher self when I've got my bright lipstick on, I'm feeling good, I'm ignited, I'm expressing myself, I've got loud clothing on, like, that's how I ignite into my higher self. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do is literally put on that energy And then look at what I need to look at. And I'm kind of getting into, in the beginning, it feels like role play when we're shifting into a new identity because your old identity is like, this isn't normal. Like something here is not normal and it's rejecting it and it's pushing it away. But what we have to do is really make that the new normal. We have to like really lock in that new identity and feel her just like channeling over all of our spirit and all of our vibes until it becomes that just new pulse and that new gateway. Mm-hmm, exactly. Well, because of the way 2020 has been going, I think people are becoming more accustomed to considering new normals or not knowing what normal is anymore. Yeah. So how has that translated into your business with everything with COVID and, you know, everything's changed in terms of yeah. having this remote job that I can't go anywhere with, but like, <laughs> I, can't really, I mean, we can go a lot of places in America and you guys, I guess over there in Europe, you can, but it's way different than what Mm-hmm. right like oh yeah and I think like one of the things for us to highlight 
worried about with our old identity is saying like, hey, like I'm hiding because of coronavirus, like coronavirus killed my business. But what we have to do is ask ourselves, was our business crippled before the coronavirus? Because if you weren't receiving clients or wealth or abundance before coronavirus, it wasn't coronavirus. Mm -hmm. But what we want to do is we want to place that identity to give our mind exception as to why we are where we are and mm -hmm. i'm kind of really cutthroat with like looking at okay how can we mirror reflect this are we planning for mm -hmm. this like rainy day where maybe some what if you were poorly and you needed to take nine months off from your business have you planned for that have you created the income streams that allow you to you know look after your kid that's maybe really really poorly or you have to take an emergency stopping gap because this is again how you're going to get yourself feeling coded into your new identity and when we actually we can reflect coronavirus back because yes it's been a pandemic yes it's been out of our control but there's different scenarios which could happen in our life like an illness like something you know crazy that happens to us and we can prepare for that because our new identity is comfortable with looking to the future and kind of creating that future but our old identity is trying to live for the moment because that's what keeps them here. Whereas mm -hmm. the new identity is feeling the stretch and feeling the future. So mm -hmm. for me, I think this is, even for me, it's been a reflection period of, okay, what can I do to make myself, if this was to happen again in five years time, 10 years time, how would I want to be in the baseline of my connection to wealth and the connection to my surroundings so that I could just breathe through this and not feel affected by this and just really show up through this because I think the first two weeks where we all got the news it was like what is happening and then we realized that actually we could navigate through it and it wasn't a massive issue mm -hmm. but I do think it makes us reflect on okay how do we need to you know raise our boundaries with where we're at financially or raise our boundaries with you know the communication of when we're working when's family time and one of the things that I think is so important as we're choosing this new identity is it's not just about the money, right? It's not just about the nice things and the sitting there in a champagne lifestyle because truly it's not going to be the money that you remember on your deathbed. It's going to be the experiences. It's going to be the connection. It's going to be all of those joyful moments that we're almost like screaming for and searching for through life. And when you are setting intentions, one thing that I always say to my clients is allow yourself to ask, what do I crave with this intention? What do I crave with this intention? Is it more time to play? Is it more time to have with my family? Like, look at the craving. Because then what we actually need to do is bring that craving into our life. And lockdown for me has definitely made me realize that I want to be outside more. I want to actually, it's not about going to a restaurant for food or going here and there. It's about being in nature and kind of expanding myself in a way that doesn't actually need money or involve money. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and it's so true because, and this doesn't just apply to people with businesses. This can be with your job or with any other unexpected things that come Definitely. up. How would you handle that down the road? How are you setting yourself up energetically to be able to say, okay, I got this. Like in my new next level self, this is not a huge deal at all. I can rebound like so quickly or make the best of it. Not in like a spiritual by bypassing way, but like mm -hmm. in okay, got all this time off. Now I can do X, Y, Z instead, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So apparently they agree. <laughs> I've already had a screaming baby next door, so it's fine. <laughs> so, okay. Now does, 
when you say decoding the energy centers to activate wealth, does everybody have the same energy centers that you're referring to, or will it be different for everybody? No. So our energy centers, our imposter chakras are going to be based on what you built yourself upon. So you naturally, your body leans into this almost autopilot. And let's kind of take our businesses, for example. What a lot of us do is we start to autopilot our, our business without even realizing it. So we're launching in the same way. We're showing up on live in the same way. We're talking in the same way. Everything becomes the system that we know to write in content to everything. Mm -hmm. And this is where we're living in our own old coding because we're never allowing ourselves to expand into the new coding or expand into the new identity. So looking at that, you have to, first of all, break down like what are the action steps rather than just your emotional response rather than just how how do i need to heal this wound or work through this trauma looking at the way you're actually acting in that trauma every single day like how am i acting in my content how am i showing up in my business how am i showing up in my live videos and am i almost doing this in a way that isn't allowing my like recoded energy to actually come through and this is where we almost have to see where we are stuck in this autopilot and in this continuous spin that isn't actually authentic to our soul. It's just become the way that we respond, the way that we respond to knowing how to move forward. So mm -hmm. looking at all your different chakras, I almost break it down into every individual one because each one has its own body. So your third eye, your throat, you know, look at all your different chakras, break them down. How are you acting in this? When you're communicating, is your way of communicating the same way? Are you communicating in the same way over and over and over again and expect, expecting a different result? because that's almost like insanity. It's insanity to your energy because you're doing it over and over again to the point where nothing's happening, but you're telling yourself because it worked once that that is your programming. Or like when you start to compare yourself with others and you're like, oh, well, I'll just learn their way and try to like, they're, they are expressing themselves from their own centers of trauma and their own like yeah. areas and patterns that it might, they might've figured out what works for them, but this could be mm -hmm. one I it's not going to work for you. Yeah. And this is where we kind of lock in, we lock in energy that works, but actually this is what can kill energy. It can kill your coding because you're locking in something as a permanent. Whereas the human life, we are never permanent because we're always growing. We're always evolving. Our energy shifting, our mood is shifting, the, the style, the rhythm, everything's turning. So we have to allow ourselves to always be tunneling back into what our energy centers need to be able to breathe, to be able to breathe in our business and show up in a different kind of way. And if you're feeling stagnant or you're feeling in limbo right now, like the wealth's not coming in or you're not receiving the clients, whatever it is in your business, ask yourself what you need to see for each chakra and allow yourself to see the code in so that you can start to break the code in. So what and just does to, that look like if someone's never done it before? Just to give you an example, one of the things that was a game changer for my life is when it got to December of this uh, last year, I was due to give birth in March. And those of you who are familiar with my journey, I had a crazy pregnancy that I spent most of my time in hospital. I had blood clots. I had severe hyperemesis. I was literally in hospital every other day on drips, having different procedures done to me. And I'd got to six figures last year and it just didn't feel sustainable. 
it was almost like I have worked myself to this. Yes, I've been in alignment, but also it doesn't feel neutral. It doesn't feel like something that can be a consistent, effective way. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the thing when we're going through like up and downs in money, that's always not effective for our soul because it's taken us through adrenaline to low, adrenaline to low, adrenaline to low. And it shouldn't be like that. We almost have to find our neutral. What is your neutral state? What is the way that your body can work or show up or be effective every single day? And I found myself like looking at what I desired to do this year with a newborn and all of that stuff. And it just didn't it didn't feel good. It didn't feel like the coding that felt expansive for me. So what I did when Luna was born um, and my waters broke at 31 weeks, I allowed myself to take some time off and literally look at everything in front of me from personal life, relationships, everything. And I asked myself if I was almost taking this category and throwing it out of a out of an airplane and literally letting it drop, like what new things would come into play with that? Mm -hmm. And for me, it was like, okay, with my finances, I felt like I was having to work because the launches and the offers that I were having, I was constantly having to launch again and offer again. So it was about, okay, how can I recode this to actually be, I get to launch three times a year and that's enough, or I get to show up here and that's enough and then that was about me kind of slipping into okay what's what's the action of that how am I going to create that how am I going to really move into that and then the other thing the time wasn't effective you know I didn't want to be somebody that was spending more time available to kind of this than I was in my home life because yes this is my sole passion but also I'm multi-dimensional and there's a lot that goes into my sole passion my family are my sole passion the being available for them are my sole passion so then I had to look at where was the showing up more than I desired to actually coming from a wound in my energy center rather than, you know, me just doing it because, and how could I change the action of this by being kind of disciplined to like shaking all of that energy and creating something new and allowing myself to like literally feed that back in until it became the new normal. Yeah, totally. Uh, like, for example, going back to your root chakra example, if somebody has abandonment issues, then it could manifest, they could end up overcompensating or, you know, giving accounts yeah, or being afraid that clients will go away. And so they mm -hmm. over, over give. Yeah. That and sometimes sense. if it's an abandonment issue, we almost abandon ourselves. where we stop taking care of our finances. We stop having systems with finances. And I think one of the things that I've learned is like having these strong systems in place for a lot of years, when I was going through my messy stage in life that I'm so thankful for, it was almost like I pretended that I loved being this spontaneous, carefree energy because it's like, oh yeah, everything's fine. But deep down, I actually cared because I had all of this stuff going on and I was like, okay, but what do I do with it? Like, how do I yes, I'm receiving wealth, but what now? Like, how do I really live in this and really feel into it and really allow it to be something that serves me for whole of life rather than just this minute? And this is where, like this year, one thing that I've done is allowed myself to look at, okay, this isn't just about, you know, showing up and being present now. It's about allowing myself to know that the big 50K, 100K cash funds, they don't define my soul. So why am I kind of showing them out there in a way that does? Instead, why not create a plan that allows my soul to breathe through eternity, sharing my message without ever feeling like I have to show up because I need to make money or I have to launch because I need to make money. Mm -hmm. And with the plan that I have now, 
I've been able to, um, so I took on somebody to help me with this because numbers aren't my game. And I've been able to, I've got four staff members in my team and I've been able to kind of create a system where all of them are being paid effectively. There's still money left in the bank every month, like the business bank, we're getting paid into our personal account, we're getting extra like bonuses. And what this is doing is allowing me to enjoy my money but also I've still got this cushy pile that's there for if I decide to be poorly again or I can decide to get pregnant again or something happens and I need to shift off. Mm-hmm. And that's changed the way that I show up because I'm no longer showing up thinking I have to be planning for a rainy day because my rainy day is already set aside. Like it's there. I'm comfortable for the next 24 months if I need to take time off. Yeah, and that yeah. changes the way that you share your message. That changes the way you speak about your message. Mm, yeah, desperation is a stinky cologne. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So, okay. Now for your clients as a psychic business coach, do you identify these for them or do you guide them through to help them identify or a combination of both or what? How do you? Yeah. So one of the things for me is I try to never create like a codependent relationship with my clients because I don't want a client to think that they have to be in my energy to get results. Cause that is not the case. Like yeah, yeah. I want to give you things that can implement you for life and you, whenever you're going through, cause we do go through life and we're going to have to do this work maybe again and again. And for me, I want to be able to show my clients, okay, this is how we're going to record. This is how we're going to look at the energy and then how to shift it and how to retune it and literally give them all of the knowledge that they can then go away with and create in their own life and then pass on to the next person like a ripple effect because I do believe you know messages that we engage with it's a ripple effect in life and we can all learn something from one another and you know when we feed out that knowledge whether it be just in a coffee with a friend and we're like oh I've been doing this like that's meant to be heard that's meant to be seen and our our psychic connection is not just for those that you approach but it's then how that affects the other people because you creating abundance in someone's life might help somebody else's relationship or help somebody else's you know social skills whatever so it's that ripple movement yeah absolutely and guys if you guys have any questions for rosie be sure to put them in here because we'll answer them well she'll answer them live <laughs> yeah so now on that same kind of topic as a psychic business coach how does that play out in your coaching what sort of things do you do that are different than just a regular business coach would do yeah so what i usually do is begin by feeling into somebody's energy allowing them to address kind of where they're clinging on to wounds where they're not living in the highest possible energy i do a lot of business readings to begin with to feel out kind of where your soul is either feeling suffocated or it's not feeling expressed and as we feel into that we then allow you to look at okay how is this implemented into my life and then we go through and we allow you to like literally look at the things that we need to change and the things we need to pull through so that your psychic channel or your connection with your coaching business or whatever it is that you're doing you can go out there and all of this stuff is taken care of and you can just be expressed and we'll look at the emotional body, the physical body, the channeling. So I like to go through, um, you know, teaching you how to see, hear and feel spirit so that you can bring in those messages and use them because these don't have to be used in just reading for people or connecting with people. It can be used to really allow yourself to, you know, help with your content, all of these different things, but then also to be a better mentor or to show up in a different kind of way, because you're no longer feeling like it's all on you. You're no longer feeling like it's on your head. 
you can bring in this guidance and you can see things and see your vision of your brand and see the vision of how you want to show up and you begin to feel that in and then bring it through the emotional and the physical and that's kind of the journey that I take my clients through. So what sort of transformation have your clients had because of the work that you're doing together as you know with what you just said that you do? Yeah, so a lot of my clients come to me for business purposes, but it then it has a ripple effect on their whole life because again, whilst we focus on business, business is just a mirror reflection. So my recent client, Laurie, she came to me for business and what we've done is we've expanded her business, allowed her to be seen online and where her content wasn't visible before, we've actually started to make it visible, not by changing her content or her channel, but by changing the surrounding aspects of that and really allowing ourselves to look at, okay, what's going into this not being visible or you not being seen? And kind of mirror reflecting that, okay, if we're going through this stagnation in our business, it's not that you're not powerful because you are so powerful. It's not that you are not worthy of being seen because you are. It's about how are we engaging with this in a surrounding action and how can we kind of reattune this and change it and tweak it and allow ourselves to almost throw bombs and rebuild on anything that's become an autopilot. Yeah. So like when you say the things surrounding you, are you referring to the energy surrounding you or the people around you, like home life, that kind of thing or, or all? Yeah. So for me, surrounding energy is okay. So our soul, our psychic gifts for me are almost separate. Whilst they're inside of our body, it's almost like a separate part of us. So this is where we like locking into the human vessel. We're really learning the human vessel. And one thing that I always say is honor your human because our human needs to feel part of this journey and we can only do that by looking at that chakra work looking at the surrounding energy the emotional body and really bringing all of that into play oh totally oh my gosh it really is mind body soul everything you know it's all like a bigger picture as well as like you know and i used to do this a lot where i would focus everything on my business or on my job and like nothing on self-care or exercise or just sitting even if i was sitting with my kids i'd be thinking about business stuff and it's not like that reflected in terms of any extra money that came in if anything it was less back then you know sometimes sorry just channeling in with this message here sometimes our our business can be our escapism. It can be the way that we escape actually what it is that we're feeling or processing. And sometimes the way that we lean into our business is to avoid other things going on. And this is where we have to realize that business should never be an unhealthy obsession. It should never be that you're avoiding something that you're not feeling in your life. or that It's the only thing that gives you a level of connection because you should be experiencing that adrenaline away from receiving sales or away from like showing up on social media or running your business. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Well, I see a lot of people do that with their jobs even. I had a, um, a friend that was number one sales rep in her company for years and years and years, but at home, you know, she was going through a divorce that should have happened about probably 10 or 15 years ago. But, you know, and I always wonder how the hell does she keep it together? Like I'd be a total mess, you know, emotionally, but like, I guess for her, it was, that's where she poured the energy into yeah. and finally yeah. like the divorce had to happen, you know? Yeah. That's the thing. I think we can all learn how to be less available to our business and see what's going on beneath the surface and then come back to our business to really pump the fuel back in there. Yeah. Oh my God. Totally. Well, this has been so much fun. So, um, 
I can't believe we've already been on for like 45 minutes. This is great. <laughs> so, okay. Now also I wanted to ask you, I know every week you do your, um, every week you do your like astrology, like your uh -huh. astrology predictions and stuff. So is, is astro are you like super connected to astrology or how did you start doing that? So with astrology, for me, I always allow myself to be guided into it. I would never say I'm an astrologer. I'm always a psychic reader. And the way that I kind of connect is through psychic connection. So whilst I'm bringing into play, like reading for different, um, you know, star signs and connecting and resonating with that, it's not through astrology work. It's through me channeling and asking my guidance system, okay, show me what, you know, Scorpio needs this week. Show me what Taurus needs this week. And I'm allowing myself to beam that out into the surrounding. Awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm a Virgo. And so a couple of weeks ago, you're like, Virgo, it's time to raise your prices. I'm like, oh my God, that's right. <laughs> Love it. Oh my God. This has been so much fun. So is there anything else? Like if you could tell everybody one thing about like decoding their energy set that will really help set them over the edge and help that we haven't already said, then what would that be? <laughs> Be playful, like be playful, be giddy, have laughter, bring humor, because sometimes we just need shaking and to like let all our like flow out, just feel your body going and just really click into that receptive energy by being playful. And, you know, anything that you're experiencing in your business, imagine shaking it with playful sprinkles of energy and just. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So totally. Yeah. I asked my husband, I am not fun when I'm being too serious. He's like, mm -hmm. get, get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. But, oh my God, that reminds me of a post I saw you do recently. It was something along the lines of like, if you're ever thinking during sex, just get this over with, then maybe you might have a block to receiving money too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because the female body is so sacred and such a vessel into our receptive state and if we're like not enjoying sex it's almost like we're denying our pleasure we're denying like what it feels like to have pleasure and we're doing something to look after somebody else so then when that mirror reflects back into our business it's that energy i've given more than i'm receiving i'm kind of doing more than i'm receiving and that no longer feels good and you know everything in life does bounce from one another yeah totally well i couldn't have said it better myself, <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> oh Rosie thank you so much so um tell everybody about the offer that you have I think you had a really cool master class that happened right yeah actually I um sorry I keep choking I don't know what's happening here <laughs> so two weeks ago I hosted um a decoding session where I literally took you through each chakra and showed you what you need to do to reprogram it so that's available on my website and I'll definitely drop the link in the group so that you guys can go and check that out and if you want to start decoding you can start playing with that yeah that sounds awesome I love it guys definitely <laughs> um go check out Rosie can you tell them you've got a group called broke ass to badass I love yeah. it and where else can they find you? Um, so rosavictoria.podia.com or you can come along to my Facebook profile, Rosa Victoria as well. I feel so guilty coughing. I'm like, oh, oh, coronavirus. You get like paranoid, don't you, when you cough in public? I'm like, oh, don't judge me. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's probably somebody opening their throat chakra yeah. as a result of the work that you were telling them today. It's just transferring, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> 
Cool. Well, thank you so much, Rosie. It has been such an honor to have you in the group today. I'm so excited. Thank you, Rosie. Bye. Thanks a million for choosing to push play on another episode of the Manifestation Queen podcast. You truly amaze me. And if this episode blew your mind, then please leave a five-star rating and a quick review on iTunes so more people like you can become Manifestation Queens too. See you next time.